It's a Rich Word. Hi, and welcome to It's a Rich Word podcast, featuring the teachings of Drs. Adam and Ava Richardson of Christian Life Bible Church in Gratina, Louisiana. We welcome you to join us each day to receive a rich word from our pastors over 30 years of ministry. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be inspired, you will transform. We invite you to join us and to tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe, like, and join us each day for a rich word. Choose for enriching um, our relationships or enriching relationships. Amen. And uh, one of the skills and the tools that we were that we started on last week was communication. Amen. And we talked about the importance of communication and um, effective communicating. Um, we're communicating all the time, but we want to be effective in our communication. Amen. Um, our marriage enrichment camp is all about aggressively pursuing success. And I don't know if you realize it or not, but success is not something that just happens automatically. To be successful, if you know or you see anybody that's successful, it's because they did it on purpose. It was done intentionally. Nobody just pops up and there it is, success. No, it, it, it takes thought, it takes skill, it takes tools to be successful. So to have a successful marriage, then it is very important that we have skills and tools, not just to know them, but to operate in them. Just knowing the thing, that, that's, just half, that's just half the battle, uh, you know, or half the winning. Uh, the next thing that has to be done, it has to be the application or the applying of those things that you have learned or that you, you know, that you've come in contact with. Amen. So last week we looked at, we talked about the benefits of learning to communicate. And I just want to briefly give, give those to you again. The benefits of learning to communicate, one is to get the chance to express your emotions. Um, sometimes we can be, we can get all emotional and still not have effectively communicated um, what we were um, feeling or what we were um, trying to get over to our partner. But when we have the skills and we have the tools to communicate, then we can effectively communicate our work point of view or our understanding, um, even our emotions. Okay, so we want in, in benefits of communicating, we get a chance to express our emotions and to express them properly where the other person can understand. Uh, two is to experience the agreement, the promise of agreement. And we talked about Matthew 18 and 19, where the scripture says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as such in anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And I told you all last week that the enemy would love for us not to operate in that power of agreement. This is the reason why he keeps us all upset and keeps us all misunderstanding each other, even though we may possibly many times we're saying the same things, desiring the same things, wanting to go the same way. But some kind of way, the enemy come in and distort our view, distort our hearing, distort our um, focus, and um, put us at odds with each other. Well, then we can't work in that power of agreement. And we use the power of agreement against him. Amen. And so he would keep us all messed up to keep us from being able to 
to, fun to function and operate in that power of agreement. And also, one of the benefits um, of um, effective communication is we experience a bonding at a deeper level. Whenever we excel in our communication, it brings our bonding together. It brings it up higher. When we stay on a low level of communication, then we stay in a low level of being able to bond together and to accomplish the things that we desire. So you always want to increase your level of communication because in, in increasing your level of communication, you will experience um, bonding on a deeper level. And then also we learn to reconcile relationship challenges. Oh my God, the benefit of being able to communicate effectively. We learn how to reconcile challenges and challenges. We don't walk around just being all upset for days and days and days or hours and hours and hours. We learn how to reconcile our relationship challenges and we come out on the winning side. Amen. So today, let's look at why is there a need for communication? Can I tell you that 85% of the pleasure, fulfillment, and happiness that we enjoy in marriage comes from our interaction? And only 15% of the pleasure, fulfillment, and happiness we enjoy will come as a result of things acquired. 85% of my being happy with you, of my having fulfillment with you, of my having pleasure with, with you, meaning, you know, the person you're in a relationship, 85% of it comes from our interaction. It comes from our communication. It comes from our being able to understand and be understood. And only 15% comes from us acquiring things. Sure, everybody likes the new car. Everybody wants the nice home. But that's not where our happiness, our pleasure, and our fulfillment comes from. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. If you had to ride in the hoopy, hoop that you'd see, I did. I did. And let me tell you something. I'd rather be happy with Adam on a level of communicating with him than to have a nice car and then we can't even get along. Hmm? Now, I want the nice car and be able to get along. But if I had to choose. <laughs> Amen? Because that's where the most of our pleasure, fulfillment, and happiness comes from. It comes from our, from our being able to interact with each other. Amen? So that's why our communication is so important. You can have joy in your marriage even though you might be struggling to pay bills if you have positive interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're struggling, struggling financially. That's our problem. See, if our finances got together, you know, we would, we'd be all right. Uh, granted, finances can be a problem. But let me tell you something. If you could, if you learn the skills and the tools to communicate, you both would know that's going to pass. That's going to pass. Never in a time of um, when you're struggling or, you know, you're having challenges, never, ever use your mouth against your mate to say things that when things get better, that they that they're still going to struggle with that you said about them. Don't ever use your tongue against your mate in that way. Okay, y'all having some challenges, but don't start calling each other names. Do not start hitting below the belt. Do not start saying ugly things about each other's parents. 
because the challenges will go away. But your words, hmm, they will have to fight through your words until the Holy Spirit heals them. And some people, if they don't know the love and the power of the word and the Holy Spirit, they may never get healed. And then every time you all struggle, those are the words that will always come back, even though you didn't say them again. But they remember you said it before. Hmm? Mm -mm. Zip it. No, no, don't do it. Don't say it. But they hurt me and I want to hurt them back. Mm -mm. That's not effective communication. Amen. We're going to talk about that, okay? Um, it, it comes to our communication. There are problems that stem from a lack of communication. Number one, we disconnect from our marriage covenant commitment. When we lack the skills and the tools of communication, we, we disconnect from our marriage covenant commitment. Our marriage covenant commitment says that we're going to love each other no matter what comes and no matter what goes. Hmm? Our marriage covenant commitment says that, you know, that we're going to, that we're in it together and we all won. When we fail to communicate properly, do you know we become separate in our thinking and in our acting? But we said that we were going to be one. Well, now it's your side and my side. Well, then I'm failing to keep my covenant marriage commitment. I want to, um, I don't want to lack in my communication. Number two, guess what happens? We get into that blame state. You ever heard the blame game? We, we just start blaming each other for everything that's wrong. And we go all day with blaming each other for what's wrong. Well, if you wouldn't have. Well, if you wouldn't have. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So how, how are we going to settle this? Are we just going to go the whole time talking about what somebody wouldn't have done? I told you all years ago, I heard T.D. Jakes. He was talking about people that would come to him for counseling. He said that he found that most couples, when they come for counseling, all they want to do is tell who started the fire. He said, but the house is burning. I saw the children hanging out the window. <laughs> and you know, you know what the adults are doing? He started it. No, she started it. No, he started it. No, she started it. House burning up, y'all. Children hanging out the window. Nobody sees that because you know what we want to do? We want to let somebody know, I didn't start it. She started it. He started it. And guess what? If you could start it, I could finish it. Ooh, harsh words. We don't really want to do that, do we? And then we look up again, and then we want to ask each other, where did we go wrong? How did we get to this place? We got there through our thoughts and our words. That's how we got there. That's how we got there. And we let ourselves play the blame game. When we blame, we, re we resign that it is not my fault. When we start the blame game, then we start, to, we, we've already resigned, we've already said it, that guess what? It's not my fault. When guess what? The reality is, it's both of our faults. Yeah. It's both of our fault. If our relationship has come to such a low that we just start to talk to each other all kinds of ways or not talking to each other at all, it's both of our faults. 
It's not one person's fault. It's both of our fault. You know why? Because it takes both of us to talk. It takes both of us to communicate. And yes, some days you may not be wrong, but you will have to say you're sorry. That's the reality of it. Some days it may not be your fault. But guess what? You're not, you just, res, you just resign to say that, you know what? I'm going to take the blame because I want this relationship to work. Now, a right kind of person in their right mind who knows it's their fault, when you take the blame and you say that you're sorry, oh God, it comes to the place where they say, you're the, you're the bigger person. You are. You're the bigger person. Amen. You're, 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 you're the bigger person. Um, and whether they ever tell you that or not, don't even worry about it. God knows it. Amen? Also, we resort to a surrogate communication partner. I don't know if you know it or not, but when you come to the place that you shut down in your relationship and our communication isn't effective because we are people who need communication, we will find a surrogate communi communication partner. So if I can't talk it over to you, I'm going to find somebody to talk it over to because I got to talk. I got to talk about it. And I'm not talking about as a woman. I'm talking about as a person. Communication is high level for us. It has to be. This is why God made us the only ones that can communicate. Out of everything he created, we're the only ones that have a real language of communication. Sure, we think that we can communicate with animals and everything else, but not on the level that we communicate with each other. Because God made us like him, we are speaking spirits. So if I have a partner and I am not effectively communicating with them, then I will find myself resorting to a surrogate communication partner. My emotional needs must be met, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna get it from somewhere else. I may look for it in, in my job, I may look for it in a friend, I may look for it in, in family members, but you have someone that you're communicating with. We all do. Amen. But I'm supposed to be able to do that communication with the person that I'm in a relationship with. And guess what happens? Also, when we do not effectively communicate with each other and the problems that stem from a lack of communication, we forfeit God's blessings and promotions to the next level. When I am in a relationship with someone, especially when I'm married to them, and I do not try to find the means to communicate effectively with that person, and I just let it go, then guess what? I have forfeited the blessings and the next level promotion that God has for me. Do you all really think that God watches us stand together and make all of these commitments and, and this covenant with each other, and then he's just gonna let us, let us live like hell in the homes and then say, but you know what? I'm gonna promote you to this, and I'm gonna give you that. No, he's not. No, he is not. No, mm -mm. not gonna happen. I don't care who's saying that they're slapping their wife around and all that other stuff and not ate a bishop. No, not going to happen. No, no. And I really don't know how people do it. When you can argue, 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 and just tear it up and say all kind of stuff um, to each other and against each other and then come in a service and say 
you got a word from the Lord. You're going to prophesy over somebody. I don't know how you do it. Because look like the first word he should have told you was shut up. Go go home and tell your husband you're sorry. That looked look like to me that should have been the first word he told you. That should have been the first word you heard. Huh? Oh, but no. You hear what Sister Watermelon needs to do. Long time since we heard Sister Watermelon, huh? Adam used to talk about Sister Watermelon and Sister Bucket Mouth all the time. Huh? like to me you you should have heard a word about what you need to tell your husband or your wife amen mm. i i can't hear nothing if i haven't told adam i'm sorry i promise i can't hear nothing could be my problem but i can't so that's why i try to keep the lines of communication open because i always want to hear from god amen um we forfeit god's blessings and promotions to the next level it's God's criterion for promotion in ministry as well as any other kingdom involvement. A man has to learn how to rule his own house. This is the criterion, not only for the pastors, but it's a universal principle. He says, if you can't handle your own business, why should I trust you to handle mine? And it's true. If I can flip off and be whatever with my husband, it won't be long before I flip off and be whatever with you. So if I can't handle my business at home, God cannot trust you to handle his kingdom business. And let me tell you something. It takes discipline to do it all. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, this is what the scripture says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen. We do not war after the flesh. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, the next verse says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exhort itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Verse 6 says, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when, you, when your obedience is fulfilled. Why is that important? Let me tell you something. If I am going to win in this thing called communication, then I have to let these scriptures become a reality. It's, it's important for us just in our spiritual walk, but in your relationships, it is very important that we realize that even though you and I might be here looking at each other, we, we're in the flesh, we cannot walk after the flesh. I cannot solve our challenges, our situations, our communication by using the flesh to do it. Uh, last night we were in Baton Rouge and Pastor Adam was teaching and he made reference to the scripture where the um, Pharisees, Jesus was, you know, doing all the many miracles and he was casting out demons and stuff like that. And they walked up to him and they said that he had a devil. And that he was Beelzebub. And he said, how is Beelzebub casting out Beelzebub? How's, how's he doing that? Now I'm casting out devils and y'all say, I am the devil. He said, uh-uh. He said, no kingdom divided against itself can stand. So, I mean, y'all got to get that right. I can't be the devil casting out the devil. Well, let me tell you something. The flesh can't cast out the flesh. You can't be in the flesh. He in the flesh. And y'all think y'all going to cast out the flesh with the flesh. 
if we're going to win in this thing called relationships, we got to get out the flesh. We cannot use the flesh to win. I live here in the flesh, but I don't war or walk after the flesh. This is what I'm learning not to do. So even in my marriage, I can't allow myself to go into flesh mode and think that I'm going to win in making my marriage successful. I have to learn better skills and better tools to be able to win. Because if we walk after the flesh, oh, we're going to get flesh results. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all have some flesh results, haven't you? Who can scream the loudest? Who can curse the worst? Oh, no, not y'all. Wrong audience. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Who can make who feel little, belittled? Who, who, did that just hurt you? I, I, I'm looking to see, did, did those words just hurt you? Because I want you hurt. That's the flesh. I'm telling you. That is the flesh. That is not God. You know, this is what always happens to me. If I get, kind of get worked up in my thoughts and think, you know, hmm, hmm. It always come to me, does God treat you that way? Mm. And if God treated you that way, would you like it? Mm. Okay, calm down. Because if God does not treat you that way, then you, you can't treat nobody else that way. Mm. God, he's, he's the one, it's the Holy Spirit, he's my teacher. So if they do not say ugly things to me, then I don't have the right to say ugly things to anybody else. If he does not treat me in a way that makes me feel belittled, then I do not have the right to treat that anybody else that way. And it, well, I mean, God doesn't do things that's wrong to you. But I can tell you what, I disappoint him a couple of times. But his response to my disappointment is always love. So if he can do it towards me, then I have to be willing to do it towards others. Amen? Because he's teaching me how to do it. I love his results. If I want his results, then I have to do it the way he does. Amen? Well, that concludes today's episode. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you were inspired and encouraged. We invite you to join our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. We can be found on Facebook at Christian Life Bible Church and on YouTube at CLBC Family. We invite you to tell a friend and to join us each week for our live services. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you again.